0: Thank you, Pastor Silver. God bless you, dear folks. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you haven't yet written in and said, hello, Pastor, would you do that right now? Would you do that, please? I would sure appreciate that. I get to see those comments, remember. Open your Bible, please, to the book of Proverbs. Now, you should all have the notes. Uh, They tell me that the link is up there somewhere. uh, So you can click on the link and get the notes. And so uh, the notes tonight are the same notes, from last week, we're just going to be filling in more blanks. The book of Proverbs is one of my favorite books in the whole Bible. And I've spent, um, well, goodness, just about 46 years uh, reading the book of Proverbs. And I spent two of those years that that's all I did. Um, I just spent Day after day, month after month for two solid years, just in the book of Proverbs. I've read the book of Proverbs dozens and dozens and dozens of times. And I've studied the, um, the verses and the words and the concepts and I've linked things together and I've followed through, chased some of these rabbits, you know, down the rabbit hole and, and so on made notes. Oh, pages and pages of notes I've made on it. And I still don't know all there is to know about Proverbs. It's just an exciting book. It's written by God and there are depths to it that we, we can achieve, but it's over time. Remember, it's something like peeling an onion uh, layer after layer, after layer, after layer. And as you peel, uh, you ought to be weeping because uh, there's some great truths in the book of Proverbs. Now our plan is to study wisdom. We want to study wisdom. We want to know more about wisdom. We want to let God fill us with wisdom. We need wisdom these days. I believe the world is, is in a very critical condition and it's very dark. I think there's a lot of confusion and remember the Lord Jesus uh, in speaking of the tribulation time, talked about if it were possible to deceive even the very elect like the deception in the tribulation time is going to be sky high. And the deception right now is at least, you know, over the rooftops. It may not be sky high yet, but it's way up there. And so we need to be very careful, very careful. We need to always be praying, Lord, teach me, show me, lead me, guide me, help me, Lord. We need to have a very humble and teachable heart and spirit before the Lord. And so tonight we are going to continue on with those seven pillars. Last week, we got through all of one pillar and a very important one too. Very important. The fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. It's the beginning of understanding. We made note that wisdom and understanding kind of live together in the same house. You have uh, this paper here, mm, hard to see, but up here is the house and wisdom and understanding go right there. They go together. Well, let's have a word of prayer together, shall we? And let's ask the Lord now to bless our time together. Our dear loving heavenly father, we readily confess to you that we are not wise. We are not wise the way we want to be. We're certainly a work in progress dear heavenly father, I pray for all of your dear people that are watching and listening tonight. All of us, dear father, including those who will be watching this as a rebroadcast later in the week and next week and maybe the week after. And dear Lord, I do pray for each and every one that they would have a hunger and thirst for wisdom. So that we don't make mistakes. So that we don't get fooled by Satan's clever deceptions so we don't fall for his tricks. Our father, give us wisdom, wisdom, Lord, to be able to walk before you in purity and truth and honesty wisdom in dealing with our family and with our neighbors and people at work and people at school. Give us wisdom in our jobs and careers. Give us wisdom in our ministries. Give us wisdom for eternity, knowing that this world is temporal and everything in it is going to pass away and that we ought to be living for eternity. Now help us tonight. We pray on the next pillar. Maybe the, maybe the next two pillars, if we can do it, we ask it in Jesus. Lovely name. Amen. Amen. Beloved. Well, last week, I asked you to write a number one Uh, you've got this page with the house on it and all these circles. And I asked you to write a number one in the top left. And that number one represents the first pillar. That's the fear of the Lord, the fear of the Lord. That's number one. And if you do not develop a proper fear of the Lord, then I'm sorry you are out of luck because you cannot get this blessing of blessings from God without the fear of the Lord. We want to. We want to have God's wisdom. We need to have a proper, loving, reverential fear of the Lord. I want to, in fact, give you another couple of verses here. Now, on your your paper, where it says the seven pillars further explained. Number one, you've got fear of the Lord. The definition is a sense of fear because of the greatness of God's power and holiness. Now, the second sentence. We love him and do not want to displease him knowing the power he holds over our lives. And I'd like you to put a little line from that word lives down to a a blank part on the page. And I want you to write in a couple verses. First chapter 14, let's go there in Proverbs chapter 14 and verse number 16. It says, a wise man feareth and departeth from evil. You see, this is another reason we need the fear of the Lord, isn't it? But the fool rageth and is confident. The fool's got no fear of the Lord. The fool doesn't go through the day thinking, I need to behave myself before God. The fool doesn't think that way. I wonder how many of us Christians think the way we should. That's a good question, isn't it? And also, if you turn the page to chapter 16, chapter 16 and verse number 6. So you can write down that, 16 verse 6. By mercy and truth, iniquity is purged, and by the fear of the Lord, men depart from evil. That means that if you have no fear of the Lord, you're messed up with evil. Evil is in your heart, it's in your mind, it's in your hands, your feet, your lips, your ears, your eyes need to get rid of that stuff. How are we going to get rid of it? The fear of the Lord. This first pillar is so important, beloved. Oh, I can't emphasize how important this is. Get hold of the fear of the Lord. All right. Now on your, your paper with the house and the seven pillars, you should have a line drawn from number one over to the house and on it. Put chapter one, verse seven and chapter nine, verse 10. And those verses show you that the fear of the Lord is connected with wisdom and understanding. You see each of these pillars that we're going to be looking at, they're all connected directly into wisdom and understanding. Now, as I made mention to you a couple of weeks back, there are a number of different ideas as to what these seven pillars are. And I followed them through because I'm a seeker of truth. Aren't you? But it takes time to chase these rabbits down the hole. It takes time to study these ideas out. And I've come to the conclusion of what these seven pillars are. And I can defend them biblically. And so the first one is the fear of the Lord. Now, on your your paper with the seven pillars, you could actually write it here in the column if you want fear of the Lord. It doesn't have to be on that line. You could just leave that line just for the Bible verses if you want. Now, tonight, we're going to be looking at the second pillar. So on your page of the seven pillars, further explained, number two is knowledge. And then in the brackets of God, the knowledge of God, listen, this is a pillar. This is a pillar. And this kind of knowledge is far, far more important than any kind of worldly knowledge you could ever learn. Now there's some, some good knowledges out there, I suppose. Uh, I, I, I love to repair things. And so I need to use tools and uh, repair manuals and things. And there's a certain amount of knowledge connected with that, but that is secondary to the knowledge of God and the things of God. This is so primary in your life. And again, if you don't have this, there's no way that you can have wisdom. You listen, you must have all seven of these pillars. If you are going to have the wisdom of God, you can't pick and choose, beloved. Oh, I like I like the knowledge, but I don't like the fear one. I I I won't have anything to do with the fear one. But I think I will embrace the knowledge. You're a fool because you need both the fear and the knowledge and the other five that I'm going to share with you. Wisdom hath builded her house; she hath hewn out her seven pillars. Tonight's pillar. Is the knowledge of God. Now let's give you a definition on that. Shall we? The definition is things, things about God. So this is the definition of the knowledge of God, things about God and his truth in general, his truth in general. Now, how do we get that? It comes by the Bible. It comes by the Bible and The spirit capital S means the Holy spirit. That's the reference to the Holy spirit. Now your attention, please. This is where some of our charismatic friends make a mistake because they don't want to read their Bible. They don't want to take the time to study their Bible and memorize Bible verses. They want to get some kind of new revelation from God. And that's why they, they love this so-called gift of prophecy of theirs. Did you notice, by the way, that with this last election in America, several big, big name charismatic prophets made public prophecy that Trump was going to win. He was going to win the election and then he lost the election. And now the house of the charismatics is very divided because they are upset They are wildly upset that their prophets let them down. False prophecies. Um, Be very, very, very careful, please. I know, listen, you're on the internet and you're listening to Christian radio. Not everything out there is good. There's a lot of mixed, you know, error and truth gets mixed together. And so we are not talking about extra biblical revelations. When we talk about the second pillar of the knowledge of God, we're not saying that you're going to wake up at 2:30 in the morning with this epiphany and the heavens are going to open. And God himself is going to come and stand at your end of your bed and give you new revelation. Not going to happen, sweetheart. That's not what the spirit does. 99.9% of the time, The Holy spirit is going to use the word of God. That's why it's so important. You study the word of God. If you're not reading and studying the word of God, you are missing out. You are absolutely missing out. There's no way that you can have God's wisdom. If you are not in your Bible. Now let's take a look at some scriptures together. Okay. We're in Proverbs. Let's go to chapter 10. Now this is the first blank beside the big word Proverbs. See also Proverbs chapter 10. Now I expect you to open up your Bible with me. I know that some of you are just listening. uh Uh-huh. And fill in the blank. uh Uh-huh. And fill in the blank. uh Uh-huh. And fill in the blank. Well, God bless you, but you're missing out. I want you to open your Bible. I want you to look at the verse with me. Let your eyes take in the word of God. So Proverbs chapter 10, turn there and verse number 14. And I'd like you to read it out loud with me, please. That always helps too. Let's go read out loud. Verse 14. Wise men lay up knowledge, but the mouth of the foolish is near destruction. Ho, ho, ho. Wise men lay up knowledge. You see knowledge, knowledge of God. God, it's not the knowledge of of how your carburetor works on your lawnmower. I mean, that's, that is a type of knowledge, but that's not the, the second pillar of wisdom. You're, you're not going to be a wise man because you understand how the diaphragm in your carburetor pumps the gas into the chamber for it to be, you know, exploded there by the, Spark of the, uh, uh, what do you call that thing? The plug, the spark plug. Man, I got to brush up on my, my knowledge of, uh, of carburetors. Wow. I'm destitute at times. We're talking wise men lay up knowledge. Yeah. The knowledge of God and the knowledge of the things of God. That's what they lay up. Yes, they do. All right. Let's go to chapter 14. That's the next blank. Turn in your Bible. Chapter 14. And verse number six, read out loud with me, please. A scorner seeketh wisdom and findeth it not, but knowledge is easy unto him that hath that understandeth that understandeth. Now remember wisdom and understanding, they go together, don't they? Yes, they do. All right. Let's look at another one. Shall we? Let's go to chapter number 19. Chapter number 19. And verse number two, chapter nineteen, verse two, read it out loud. Here we go. Also that the soul be without knowledge, it is not good, and he that hasteth with his feet sinneth. Now you might be wondering, Pastor, what does that mean? I mean the those two halves of the verse. Beloved, we won't understand the verse until first we understand the wisdom. Once we get a good handle on wisdom, these verses start opening up just like flowers in the morning. They start popping open to us. You're going to get a lot of your questions answered. Once you get the seven pillars and get a good handle on this thing. Okay. Uh, what we're looking at though, are verses that teach us the necessity of knowledge and how it's connected right into wisdom. That's what we're looking at. This is how we know that it's a pillar because it's connected right to wisdom. And let's go to the next blank. It's in chapter 22, chapter 22, Proverbs and verse number 12, Proverbs 22 and verse 12. Read that out loud, please. The eyes of the Lord preserve knowledge and he overthroweth the words of the transgressor. So God preserves his word that he does. Aren't you glad? Aren't you glad that we, you know, our Bible, we don't have to scratch our head and say, well, is this, is this of God? Is this verse of God? Or did man throw it in? No, we can stand confidently on the word of God because God preserves his word. All right, and we've got one more blank here, and we're going to go to chapter 30. A couple pages to the right. Chapter number 30 and verses 5 and 6. Proverbs 30, verses 5 and 6. All right, let's read that out loud together. Every word of God is pure, he is a shield unto them that put their trust in him. Add thou not unto his words, lest he reprove thee and thou be found a liar. Boy, there's a warning. There's the fear of the Lord. I tell you, you mess with God's word. Ooh, I wouldn't want to be in your shoes. You mess with even the word of the King here on earth and you're in trouble. But you mess with the King of Kings, his words. Oh boy. Oh boy. That's a very foolish thing to do. And so here we have some verses that are teaching us, about knowledge and how important it is. Now I've given you another one. It's second Timothy. And so let's turn there. Most all of the verses I'll be giving you are out of Proverbs, but I have selected a few other Bible verses just to help supplement what it is. We're learning. So we'll go to second Timothy chapter three and verse number 15, chapter three and verse 15. This of course was uh, Paul's letter to Timothy. Timothy, and read verse fifteen out loud, and that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. Here we can see clearly that the scriptures, the knowledge of God is tied directly with salvation. Now I need to say this. If any of you are watching the the broadcast here tonight, and you don't know for sure, for sure, that heaven is your home, then you need to be saved. Say, so well, what is salvation? And how do I get saved? Salvation means that you are born again into God's family. It saves you from going to hell. It preserves you so you can go to heaven. That's salvation. Say, so how do I get it? You will get it as you, get into the Bible and start reading God's truth. It will lead you to salvation. Now back on this page here with the wisdom and understanding the little house at the top, number two, I want you to put a number two in the circle down here. So this is our second pillar is number two down here and put a line between the number two and up to uh, the house. And I want you to write on it. Well, you can write it there, or you can write it beside the knowledge of God. So this is the second pillar. And I want you to put in a Bible reference there. It's chapter one. It's in Proverbs chapter one, verses four and five. And we're going to turn there right now. Proverbs chapter one, verses four and five. Now, again, read this out loud with me, please. Verse four, to give subtlety to the simple, to the young man knowledge and discretion. A wise man will hear and will increase learning and a man of understanding shall attain unto wise counsels. And this is the knowledge here of God. It's written right there in verse four. Knowledge is one of the seven pillars. And I made mention of this also a week, a couple of weeks ago, is that I put these pillars in this particular order because I believe that this is the, the most correct order that I think they can go in. You have to start with, you got to start somewhere. And, and I think we need to start with the fear of the Lord. We start with the fear of the Lord and then we move to knowledge. Now something else about these pillars is that the pillars are connected to each other. This is another way in which we know that it's a pillar. You see, it's like a system of checks and balances. And so I want you to draw a line between the number one and the number two connecting the two pillars. And I I want you to see this. Um, I want you to write in a couple Bible verses on that line, because you're going to see how pillar number one and pillar number two are connected. They're related And obviously are they're part of the same household in, in the average household, you'll have mom and dad and you'll have brother and sister and, you know, the other kids and so on. You may have three or four or five kids in there. They're all related. They're related. Just like in the family of God, if you're saved, we are related, aren't we? We are God's children. We got that way through Jesus Christ. We are related to each other. We're related to God and to each other through Christ. Well, these pillars are related to each other. This is another way in which we know that it's a pillar. And so I want you to write down chapter one, verse seven, chapter one, verse seven. And I'll read this one for you. How about that? So you don't have to read out loud. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Look at that. But fools despise wisdom and instruction. And also verse number 29, by the way, did you, did you see that? Where fear of the Lord, that's pillar number one and pillar number two the beginning of knowledge. That's the knowledge of God. Did you, did you catch that? Did you see that connection? Okay. Just checking verse number 29, same chapter for that they hated knowledge and did not choose the fear of the Lord. There's another verse that connects those two together. And if you go to chapter two verses one to five, and I'll read it for you. My son, if thou wilt receive my words and hide my commandments with thee, so that thou incline thine ear unto wisdom and apply thine heart to understanding. There's the house wisdom and understanding. Yea, If thou criest after what's that one knowledge and liftest up thy voice for understanding. If thou seekest her as silver and riches and, and searchest for her as for hid treasures, then shalt thou understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. There they are connected right in front of you. The fear of the Lord and the knowledge of God. Those two pillars are connected, beloved. This is so important. Um go back to your page, would you please? Your seven pillars further explained. I want you to write out this sentence. You see, uh, we're on number two here, the knowledge of God. And underneath the, the line that says, see also Proverbs 10, 14 and so on underneath that, you got a little bit of space. And I want you to write this sentence, write this in. It is vital. V I T A L. It is vital to read and study the Bible. Every day. It is vital to read and study the Bible every day. Again, if you are rushing off every day to school or to work and you're not spending time reading, studying God's word, you are not going to get wise. You will not. You can get worldly wisdom. You can be wise about what bus to take to get here. You could be wise about maybe uh, uh, to to pay for something and how to get a discount. That's worldly wisdom. You can have all of that you want, but you'll never know the heartbeat of God. You'll never know the mind of God. You'll never know what to pray for and what not to pray for. You'll never be able to recognize the open doors and the closed doors. You'll never know the deep things of eternity. Uh -uh. You won't know it. You have to get this pillar going. Every day you need to cry out to God to teach you his fear and teach you his knowledge. You need to get your nose between the pages of God's book. Now there's just enough time. I think we can give you another pillar. If if you're up for it, are you ready for the third pillar? Can we do this? All right. So on your paper, write a number three down here, a number three. And this pillar is called reproof R E P R O O F Uh, like a roof with a rep on the front reproof. That is the third pillar and draw a line between the number three and the house, the house of wisdom and understanding. And on that line, I'm going to give you a Bible verse and the Bible verse is in chapter one and verse 23. Chapter 123. Now this is the words of wisdom. You see verse 20, wisdom crieth. See that? Verse 21, she crieth in the chief chief place of concourse. And verse 23 uh, is her words, and she says, Turn you at my reproof. There's wisdom talking about her reproof. It connects reproof and wisdom together. It connects them together. And as, as you already know, these pillars are all connected because they're like brothers and sisters, right? In the same household. And I want you to draw a line between number two and number three, circle number two and circle number three, draw a line between them. And I'm going to give you another Bible verse. And it's in chapter 12, chapter 12, Uh, let's see. Do I have chapter 12? I got the wrong Bible verse here. Oops. I got to go back and check my notes. So you remind me of that next week. Would you? I'll just put a little note here. Check. Oh, I'm telling you, beloved. I have got so many handwritten notes. It's been very difficult to transcribe everything into proper notes. There's too much to include in all of the, the lessons I've had to leave off some things and just include the most important that I could find. So I messed up here on that verse. I'll get that for you for next, next week. We've got the revival the week after I'll get that for you. Don't you worry. Now let's go to our page on the seven pillars further explain number 3 write in reproof reproof now we need to get a definition of reproof what do you suppose it is reproof means to disapprove that's the word that goes in your blank to disapprove of some behavior it's a very general definition And so we're going to add to it a couple more words. It also includes the idea of rebuke. You see, that's the the first blank there. And that that deals a lot like with mistakes. When we make mistakes, then the Lord will rebuke us. The next blank is blame. B-L-A-M-E. That has to do with guilt. Uh, The next blank is shame. Shame. S H A M E. And the last blank is disgrace. And both of those have to do with sin. Now this is very important one. Uh, This is something that none of us inherently love. And yet we need to. I'll tell you why. Because reproof is how God tells us when we're wrong about something. When we've done something wrong, please uh, in the margin there, write down second Timothy chapter four. Let's go there. Second Timothy chapter four, new Testament, second Timothy chapter four. And again, Paul admonishing, instructing Timothy. Timothy. And he tells Timothy in verse two, and that's the verse we want. Second Timothy four two, preach the word. He says, preach the word be instant in season, out of season, reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. Sometimes when I preach, I reprove and I rebuke. And some people wonder, Oh, pastor, why do you have to do that? Why do you have to tell us when we do something wrong? It's because that's God's way. That is God's way of telling us when we've made a mistake, when we've committed a boo-boo or committed a sin, done something we shouldn't thought something we shouldn't, you know, a lot of sins go on in the mind. You know that tremendous amount of sins go on in the mind. There's a lot of sin in the world today, and there's a lot more ways to sin than there ever has been before. And the devil is using this against God's people and getting us to sin every turn of the corner. The devil is our enemy, and he's laying traps and snares and temptations for us. There's a tremendous amount of temptation in the world today. Oh, it's gotten worse, not better. We need to hear God's reproof his rebuke when we slip up, when we make mistakes, that's how God tells us, Hey, you've made a mistake. You know, God has put a warning system in the body. When something goes wrong, it's called pain all of a sudden you get a stabbing pain in your left hand or in your right foot or something. And immediately your attention goes to that area of pain. And you say, Oh my, I've stuck myself with a needle. And so right away, your other hand goes and pulls the needle out. Maybe you'll kiss it to make it better. You'll wash it. Maybe you put a band-aid on it. You'll take care of it, but you wouldn't have known had it not been for the pain. And reproof is a important, important pillar. And again, if you, if you neglect, if you reject this pillar, you will not be a wise man or woman. It's impossible. It's not going to happen. Now I want to give you a couple of verses here. So see also Proverbs chapter 15. Let's go there. Chapter 15 And verse 31. Now I want you to read these out loud with me. Okay. Some of you didn't read last time. All right. Verse number 31, Proverbs 15, 31. Uh, Proverbs 15, 31. The fear of the Lord is the instruction of wisdom. And before honor is humility. Humility. You say, well, where is the reproof? The humility (laughs) when God rebukes us and tells us and shows us we've made a mistake, we've slipped up and it humbles us. If you're hungering and thirsting after God's wisdom, you need to embrace that first pillar, the fear of the Lord. That'll really help you with the second pillar but especially with the third pillar, it'll help you when you embrace the fear of the Lord, because then you'll embrace God's reproof. This is so important. Turn to chapter 17, chapter 17 and verse number 10, Proverbs seventeen ten. read this out loud. A reproof entereth more into a wise man than an hundred stripes. Into a fool. A fool. They don't want to be reproved. Get away from me. I don't want to hear that kind of thing. And that's why fools leave churches that preach the truth. They leave them and they, they want to find a church that just says nice, soft things, delicate things, gentle things. Oh, tell me how much you love me. Tell me how wonderful a person I am and how bright my future is. That's all I want to hear. And there's churches out there, so-called churches that'll feed you that. The knowledge of God includes positive things and negative things, both together. We need them both beloved and reproof is God's way of sort of arresting us in our tracks, making a stop and realizing, Oh, Oh, Made a mistake on this one. We better correct it. One more verse is in chapter 25. Chapter number 25. And verse number 12. 25 and verse 12. Read it out loud. As an earring of gold and an ornament of fine gold so is a wise reprover upon an obedient ear. God's blessing is upon the man or woman who will receive God's reproof, his rebuke. And I challenge you tonight to embrace the rebuke. You need to embrace all three of these. I believe with all my heart that when we do this, it humbles us. It reminds us on a daily basis that we're just dust with a little water mixed in and we're but sinners saved by grace. We have no merit of our own, no righteousness of our own that we can present before almighty God and gain entry to God and gain entry to the things of God. We have none of that stuff. And we're mere recipients of his mercy and his kindness and his love, his compassion, his grace, his pity. That's us. Hey, join the club. If we want God's wisdom, we're going to need to learn to embrace the pillar of rebuke. Embrace daily the pillar of God's knowledge and embrace with all your heart, the pillar of the fear of the Lord. You do this and you are well on your way, my friend to finding wisdom and understanding. You are well on your way. Now listen, your homework is to review your notes and read Proverbs chapter 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8. One chapter a day. Start tonight with chapter 1. We'll talk about it at least next week. Don't worry, even though we'll have the evangelist here, we'll make mention. All right. Would you do that, please? Bow your head with me in prayer. Thank you for watching the message today. We invite you to join us again every Sunday and Wednesday for more inspiring messages from God's Word.